and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. We continue with the 35th anniversary celebration of the Karate Kid this episode with Daryl Vidal. Now Daryl, probably best remembered for portraying himself as one of the semi-finalists in the All-Valley Tournament, but his contributions to the movie are much bigger than that. He came up with the crane technique, which obviously Daniel used to win the title. He also was the one on the beach, on the stump, performing the crane technique as Mr. Miyagi. So we talk about that as well. We talk about how he got involved in the martial arts, which he still does to this day. Really informative interview with Daryl, and I hope you enjoy it. How did you uh, get involved in martial arts? Uh, I have two older brothers and growing up in San Diego, and uh, my brother started taking karate, uh, and he would teach us, and so that was kind of like the first exposure to it, and kind of when we kind of realized that was something we liked, we had a natural affinity to it, you know. And then uh, we moved, and we moved to Chino, California, which is uh, not nearly as diverse back in the 70s, you might imagine. And uh, we were kind of like the only Asian family around there. But uh, I did find uh, a karate instructor uh, that my my friend uh, had shown me, and it was through the Chino Parks and Rec. And uh, that's where I first got together with my instructor, who's still my instructor, Joe Rosas, and uh, started training there and kind of started going up the ranks, doing a lot of karate competition. And since we're close to Los Angeles, I ended up doing a lot of competition in, in the L.A. area. So um, that's, that's probably where I got, you know, the exposure of martial arts and in, in L.A. tournament karate. Uh, and then uh, as I got to the, like a senior in high school, getting my, my brown and black belt, <clears throat> I started. I wrestled in high school and uh, boxed for the last three years of high school. And um, did some other stuff. Trained in some Wing Chun, and uh, you know it was it was really the Bruce Lee era, and so I was you know trying to follow in his tracks, trying to study different things. Of course, Wing Wing Chun had to be part of that. Right, right. Uh, and uh, you know it's funny looking back that uh, to think that oh yeah, I could be the next Bruce Lee or something like yeah. that, but it. It's it's really an unrealistic thought because we're not. I wasn't really type of like a Hollywood type of person. I wasn't like in acting or anything like that. Uh, so um, got my black belt. Still do a little competition in L.A. and <clears throat> uh, I'm at a tournament in L.A. where uh, I had one, you know, like the Kata division or, or whatever, and um, the director of Rocky is there scouting for this movie. And so since I had done well, they had watched my performance and asked me if I wanted to be in a movie. It's kind of like, you know, Hollywood story, even though, uh, you know, you wouldn't really expect it to be like that, but it did. Right. It happened like that. And, you know, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely, I want to be in a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I guess the rest of it is just kind of like, uh, it, ha- it happened so fast because by the summertime we're rehearsing 
uh, and meeting all these guys, you know, Ralph and and Pat and the director and and then uh, these Kovacais, you know, we start training together right. because they wanted to have some, some hands-on training and it was Pat Johnson was basically running all the training. And since I was a black belt, um, you know, I was kind of like help train with them and yeah. I wouldn't say that I was the trainer, but, you know, I just help along with Pat. Right. And, you know, run drills and do stuff. We didn't really spar or anything. We just kind of ran, ran drills because they didn't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, and so that's kind of how it all happened. And, uh, you know, here we are 35 years later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing that we're still talking about this movie after 35 years. It is. Yeah, but when you when you got when you were training with Pat Johnson, what type of karate were were they training the Cobra Kai for? You know, it's funny you ask that because uh, on YouTube there's there's a guy who just came up with a whole dissertation almost on what the style everybody right. is, and that was it was like wow, where did that even come from? Because <laughs> uh, you know, back in the in that time in the seventies and eighties. There was very little talk about it, only in inside circles. You know, the, the the people that train might have a discussion about what style of karate are you. But in the general community, it was karate or kung fu. That's pretty much about it. Right. Uh, so if you've looked at it all, you know that, that Pat Johnson uh, trained with uh, Chuck Norris and he's come from that whole Tom Sudo school. And so, I, I, you know, whether whether you would say, you know, he trained him in Tonsville, I, I don't know if I would say that because I think we just kind of did basic karate. And uh, if you if you watch, uh, you know, the the karate and, and they don't really do any kind of kata or anything where right. you would look at that and say, oh, that's that's taekwondo or or uh, you know Shotokan or whatever. I don't think it really it doesn't really give up that much. And then uh, the whole discussion about oh he's from Okinawa, blah blah blah, kind of leads you to believe you know it's Gojuru or Shiteru or one of these Okinawan styles. So yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say I would. I would tell you um, that um, <clears throat> Robert Kamen, the writer, right. had a lot had a lot of influence on. On, on what was done with Cobra Kai training and okay. and what was done with uh, with Ralph and Pat, right. because because uh, Robert, I couldn't tell you his whole background, but he has a, a pretty diverse training, and a lot of it is these kind of obscure kung fu styles, and um, <clears throat> so he wanted uh, the boy and and. Uh, to, to have kind of like a, a softer thing, even though it wasn't kung fu. Uh, but then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but it's oh, kind of. Oh, no, yeah, I was. I, I was just curious because I mean, I, I know now there there are so many. Uh, my son who's fourteen. He's a third degree brown belt, and he does kempo. Okay. Yeah, and I know you do uh, kenpo, right? You're a grandmaster. Kenpo. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. So yeah. What are the, the differences between the two? Uh, did you say that your son does Kempo with an M? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a deep question because because uh, the whole well, first of all, Ken Poe by itself is uh, you know varied depending on uh, you know what branch, but you know the biggest probably being American Ken Poe, which is which is not uh, the system that we're associated to. We're associated to Chinese Kenpo. Uh, and also some some of, some of the past uh, grandmasters in our system that we tend to call Chinese Kempo are are also shared in like Hawaiian Kempo and uh, Kaju Kempo. So I, I try to like not worry about it too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So when uh when you were training with the with, you know with the Cobras and they, they were doing you know the whole tournament scene. Uh, did um like you basically kind of chuckle and because you basically were a black belt at that time, right? And just watching them kind of uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, definitely as a black belt who had been uh, well, first I was did a ton of tournament fighting uh, and and you know tournament competition by that time because probably I'd been in, in the tournament arena for like four years, you know. Uh, Competing as a black belt and, and and point fighting is a lot different from you know what they showed uh, in the movie and then um, you know and then I started boxing and which changed everything for me as well right. because once you start boxing it's kind of like hard to to do point karate uh, so you, you can't can't really mix the two so I kind of end stopped up the uh, point to competing, and I didn't really box seriously. You know, I boxed had a few fights, and uh, you know, started to get older and get jobs and do responsible things in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But also, you know, working in the movie, you kind of came, I guess, with, with, with you know, with the writer Rob Markham, the uh, crane kick, and I, I know, like, you know, you know, karate that people you know have a kick like that. But uh, you kind of put your own touch to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I'm kind of glad that we talked about it because it, it gets thrown around a lot, and uh, and and it's not a bad thing. I mean, one of the funny things is is the director himself, John Albertson, credits me with inventing the crane kick. But at the same time, uh, you know, if you go look back at the original scripts, uh, you know, Robert's writing talks about. You know, actually, the way it's written in the script is you jump, you're, you're on one foot, and you jump and land on the same foot after doing the kick. You kick, jump, kick, and then land on the same leg. And after we kind of went over it several times, it was like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna do it more like a traditional jump kick, double jump, which we that's what I used to call it, double jump kick. Right. Uh, but but yeah, so the whole point there is. Yeah, I, yeah. I think almost every system has has that that kick, uh, and if they don't have it, you do it anyway when you're sparring because you know it's just a, a pump or a fake kick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't uh, hazard to say that I invented that, but in terms of the hand positions, uh, uh, Robert Kamen had written that. Um, <clears throat> the arms were outstretched to the side, and so when we had that discussion, it was like, "Well, why would you ever do that?" You know? <laughs> and 
we you know, kind of chuckle about it, but that was the way it was written, so that's what we did. And, right. And if you and if you look the uh, at the initial stance, there's there's kind of like a cat stance that starts off, and hands are in a more or less a wing chun type cover where okay. uh, you have you have the low extended hands, and then as I rise up to one leg position, my arms go out to the side, and that's where you see the pain kick. So yeah, that's kind of how that all came about. So I don't care if they say I've invented or not. I, I don't want to say I, you know people say oh he's taking credit for you know thousand year old kick technique that everybody does that everybody knows. Right. But it, was, it was funny when uh, Leona Machida knocked out um, you know Randy Couture with it, and then Joe Rogan said hey he just did the crazy kick. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Right. Now, like, obviously, the, that kick itself kind of blew up in pop culture. Every kid who learns karate kind of pretends. And uh, it's, it, it's it's been everywhere. But, like, where is kind of, like, your favorite, like, you know, moment of that kick in, like, kind of pop uh, culture? There, history? Yeah, there, it is. It is unbelievable. Uh, I have too many stories. Right. Uh, but if, uh, you know, if I was to tell you one, and I think I'm probably on YouTube already telling the story, but um, I opened up a box of Pop-Tarts. Okay. And, you know, I had a little cellophane or Pop-Tart wrapper, and they have little drawings on it. And there's a hand-drawn illustration of a Pop-Tart during the train technique. Right. <laughs> so there you go. That's Pop-Tart. <laughs> yeah. I remember at football, Antonio Brown was returning a, a, a punt. And he he basically did the crane kick on the on the punter. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was actually pretty pretty funny. I think I think he got a penalty for that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is the you know it's, there's there's really so much for it to appear in different places because you know talk about 15 minutes of fame is yeah. to think that oh here's this person during the crane kick you know I can can't tell you how many actors or Famous right. people have done it, and does that mean that they saw me doing it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, when, when you're on the beach doing it, and, you know, this is your first time you ever acted, and you're dressed up like Pat Morita, like, what's going through your mind? <laughs> I, you know, I was just so young, uh, you know, just starstruck, obviously, with the whole Hollywood thing. Right. Uh, just, you know, on a on a movie set with, you know, somebody like Pat Morita and these people that have their own trailers and their names on their chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was totally overwhelming, but I, I don't think I was smart enough to kind of take it all in. You know, I think when you're young like that, you just kind of, you're there, you know. Yeah. And then when it got around to doing the the, the kick, it was kind of strange. Um, if I think about the chronology of events, and uh, we were doing, like, the initial rehearsals in the summertime. Um, the way that we rehearsed it or first came up with the kick was on one of the sets there in, in Burbank, and um, they had this sawed-off uh, telephone pole that was representing the tree trunk, but it was just cut off. It wasn't mounted to anything. So you couldn't really stand on it because it was unstable. We're in this, uh, we're in this, you know, soundstage with John and 
Right. And Pat, and Pat Johnson and trying to do this. So <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's, I just remember the image because I say, you know, I can't do it because it, it, we need to mount this. We have to, you know, connect it to the floor somehow. And Pat Johnson basically gets on his knees and says, here, I'll hold it. And then you do <laughs> So he's down on his knees, squished around, you know, bear-hugging the poles to give it the support. And, and that's where I first started practicing and trying to do this thing. And, you know, the hardest part about it is that you're landing on this little round yeah. uh, circle that's, what, you know, eight inches wide. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. You know, I was pretty, pretty adept at able to do it. So um, a few months go by, you know, we're, we're practicing, but we're not really doing the crank kick anywhere. So that, then we get to the shooting, and we're at the beach, and there's the – the, the piles up there uh, on the beach, they had already planted them there. Obviously, they're not just there. <laughs> um, but I go to the one they want me to go to, and the top of it is, like, corroded. It was, like, it was exposed to whatever for the last 20 years. It was basically a hole on the top of the, the stump. Uh, so it, it wasn't a, a clean... You know, like a plate, a round circle to stand on. It was basically half of that. So I, you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna tell them I can't do it. So right. I did it. <laughs> it was a little bit harder, but I did it. And so we you know we did it 20, 30 times or whatever. Shot it with this lens and then with that lens, and you know, there it is for for history. Yeah. Did it hurt at all to keep doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, you also now like you 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 teach you know kids as well. Do any of them actually like you know know you from the movie? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I think it's funny because I don't tend to talk about it right, much. right. But you know, if somebody does a search or anything, they're going to find out. So yeah, usually uh, I get a little kick about getting some students because I teach concert. I'm teaching tonight, uh, so I always getting these students every several weeks and. No, I don't talk about it. So right. it'll it'll pass between the parents, uh, or maybe you know it'll they'll see it on TV. And, you know, I'll see this kid standing in the corner doing a crane kick. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Right now, like you know, you, you're in the semifinals against you know Johnny Lawrence, and he beat you three nothing. I obviously it's in the script because you know they want to make him more menacing to go against you know Daniel. But I mean, you could have gotten at least one point off him. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny you say that because when we choreographed it, there were it was a three-two fight. Okay. So, so the choreographing choreography is, you know, the first sequence, and he takes me down, I think, and then I would score one, and then he would do something, and and I would score. But every time I did something, for instance, I did the circle kicks, and then I did the jump back spin. I never scored. They took the score. There was no score technique. Right. So, so they cut all that on, you know, it's on the editing floor, and I lose 3 nothing. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but, you know, you, you, you're you basically, you know, very memorable, in, you know, in, in that. And even, like, the montage that Johnny kind of, like, mentions to Chris, you know, talking about how you're not that good, but you're, you're definitely a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm sure you've seen a Cobra Kai, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, I 
I got a huge kick out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure they can be a role for you. You know, you can, you can basically, you know, run a, run a school for, you know, a, a upcoming tournament. Yeah, yeah, I get told that a lot. Uh, yeah. Here's a, here's a couple things. One is uh, they did contact me because they used some of my footage from Karate Kid 1 in for a few episodes. So I did pop in there. I think they used the crane and then maybe something else. Uh, but then um, when I, I signed my release form, I also sent a message. And I said, hey, I look like Mr. Miyagi now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I, you know, I'm losing my hair and, you know, I'm gained a bit of weight. So I'm not, I'm not fat by any means, but, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm Asian, so I kind of have that look. And uh, the other was is I still train pretty actively. So right. I sent them a link to a, a video where I'm Kicking somebody in the face. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on, on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, you saw it. There you go. So yeah. it, gets, it gets noticed. Yeah, that was like a year ago at a, at a black belt promotion. So kind of we're testing them, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, but Daryl, thank you for a few minutes tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, sure. Best of luck. Okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> And a special thanks to Daryl for joining us today. You can follow me on Twitter at TheFirstNoel19. Be sure to like the page of Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and view the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud. It's on Podbean. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, phone cases, whatever. It's there. A new episode of the show comes out every Wednesday, and we'll see you next week.